Amen. Am I with? Yes, I work. Thank you once again this morning. Thanks very much, Stephen. You just preached my sermon. I can go home now. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good to be in the same chapel. The love of the Lord is good all the time. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you again, Lord, for your love for this. You're just amazed at it, Lord. It's so incredible that we should call Chipnock at all. What manner of love is this, Lord? So we thank you again this morning for the privilege and joy of gathering in your house. And we have Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, you come, Lord, and you would speak to us, Lord. We might hear as I say to the Lord. We receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm reading this morning from Matthew 6, and start at verse 24. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either will hate the one and love the other. Or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or sow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about the clothes? See how the light, the lilies of the field grow, they don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was dressed like these. If that is how God closes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you little feet. So do not worry. Say, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The verse from Philippians 4. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. May God add a blessing to reading this word. The Gospel of Mark is the Gospel of the Kingdom. And the sermon that about we get to Mark 6, Matthew 6, is all about the lifestyle in the Kingdom of God. And Jesus' instructions to his followers 
how they should face life. <coughs> Interesting enough, Philippians is the same tune. Philippians is about how believers respond or apply the teaching so that they could stand fast in the Lord. To live in the kingdom of God as a child of God requires a whole shift in your mindset. You're raised in the culture, you're raised with a world mindset, you're raised with natural thinking, and the natural man thinks, I can't receive it unless I can touch it, feel it, or smell it, taste it, it doesn't exist. This is contrary to the kingdom of God, which requires that we walk by faith and not by sight. We ask in the kingdom of God, we don't live in the world, well, we do live in the world, but within the world, we're not there. The Bible says, there's just pilgrims passing through. You may not like the, the description, but you're actually an alien. You might not be a wee green man, but you're an alien because you're now living in a different kingdom. And the different kingdom, you know, has different rules and different purposes and different arms and different understandings than the natural world. And if you go on holiday, you go to another country, and uh, we were in the, what was that funny place? Lanzarote, and they were on the Euros. I know, what's up? My plan is on use. When you change country, you change economy. And we're called to live as children of God. And that takes a shift in our mind that, you know. The reality is faith is observed. I've got an observed message for you this morning. Faith is absolutely observed to the common man. It's nonsense. No wonder the kid says, are oh, you kidding? No. Are you dreaming? Faith is a mighty thing for the giants of God who've got it, you know, who claim it and get it. But for the poor Joe Blossom, who's receiving the message, it's amazing that the Bible is that possible? Consider the children of Egypt, come out of Egypt, children of Israel. 400 years in bondage, 400 years of slave, and Moses comes along and says, God's going to get you out. And things get worse. But God does deliver them with a mighty hand. And here they are liberated. They're on the way, like to imagine we're all elated. Happily elated. We're free. We're free. I can imagine them saying, oh, we're marching to Zion. Oh, it's wonderful. Eh? It's wonderful. Isn't it great? You never imagine. They never see this day. Then I said that they see this big cloud of dust come around them. And they hear the road of chariots. And the rear guard comes up and says, Pharaoh's coming after us. Pharaoh's coming after us. He's not like this go at all, but he's coming after us. And they're the way they're back to the sea, and there's 600 chariots coming down at them. Yeah. And Moses says, Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't you get on me in an update? Yeah, I think I was something. You're screaming, I'm going to get rid of somebody. Don't worry, I'm going to wait. The other thing about the Bible is when it says, don't worry, it gives you a solution. So Moses says, don't worry. Just stand still 
and you'll see the southeast of God. I mean, that's absurd. Yeah. You can imagine this is all made for him, it's all made for him. Until the sea opens up. Until the sea opens up. Can you imagine Joshua calls his army commanders together and says, Right, we're going to take Jericho. And they'll go, hey, What's the action plan? What's the strategy then? He says, We're going to master him for seven days and we'll see about it. But we're just going to walk around and we'll see about it. And then the walls are fought out. You can imagine me walking around the first day, I hope this fellow's got this right. <coughs> Second day, I don't, I, mean, I don't see anything happening. Third day, goodness me, I think the murmurs grow and grow <laughs> as the week goes on. Eh? But God keeps his word. The observed thing happens. And I'm almost falling down. I think in the end, for the leprosy, in this week, Catholic girl, his wife's mate says, There's a man in my land can heal you. He's all excited. Off he goes with his camels and his throne and his presents and his trophies and goes to the king and says, Go be. And the man of God hears it, he said, Go be. And he goes to the eyes and goes, listen, he didn't even come out to see him. He just sends a message. Go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Why are you steaming, man? And not her river's just cleaner than your river's. That's absurd. And the seven was paid, I think. No, he does you do a hard thing, you try it, wouldn't you? You have nothing to do is go try it. And like a man from the water the first time. Yeah. Get down six times, he's not working. Don't work, tell me he's not working. But God didn't say six, he says seven. And it comes up clean. How many tell you faith is observed? The the rivers. Think of the widow with the oil. Husband dies, he's having a day. I'm going to take my sons. The prophet says, What have you got? I've got a wee bit of oil here. Go and pour all the cans you can, go all the pots you can, bottle bag, you know, go to the skip, get as many as you can. And pour in the oil. And it won't go down. <laughs> so we're all full. And she's looking at me basically. Is it possible? Is it possible? Think of the disciples. The feet of the five thousand. Here's Jesus with five bulls. Good servant. There's five thousand out there. Good servant. Faith stretches you. It's absurd. <laughs> Don't come out until I ask you so. Peter, cast your net out. 
or official link or not, we'll go back to the discussion there. Lazarus dead for days. Jesus says, Rose, don't you? Oh, oh, you can't go away. I mean, this name stinks. That I not see. That I not see. Paul's gospel powerful. He's not restricted to a limited means. The kingdom of God is vast. Jesus, all things, all things are possible to God. We have a God of the impossible. Our Father <laughs> does the impossible. That brings me to my text. Matthew 6, 34. Take no thought. Don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient unto the day is the evil of that simply means no matter how evil the day is, the God who delivers you today will deliver you all your days. So take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about it. We're bombarded today and every side. Be gloom and doom. Yeah. I think we should stop watching the telly. You'd be much happier. Ignorance yeah. <laughs> will be bliss. Well, man, your gas was going up. <laughs> like your gas was beep. <laughs> your electricity is going up. Food's going up. The water's going up. Bouncer's is going up. There's high inflation. The cost of living has been through the roof. And Jesus says, Don't worry. Don't worry. I want to tell you something. The cost of living in the world is going through the roof. But it hasn't touched the economy of heaven. The promises of God are still yes and amen in Christ Jesus. No matter how calamitous the world becomes, heaven is secure. That's why Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. Don't worry, your Father knows what you need. We just need one comes up free. Don't worry. He feeds the sparrows and the rain. Not sparrow falls, they lose them. And you know much more valuable than sparrows. Jesus didn't go to the cross for the sparrows. He went to the cross for you. And how can Jesus will he withhold anything from you? Is don't worry. Trust in the Lord and don't despair. He has promised to supply all you need. How? By us of faith. God has said, God has said, let God be true and every man a liar. John 14 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Remember you're saying, Don't worry. You believe in me? You certainly need to start believing what you believe. Trust in what you believe. God does not lie. Your Father loves you and knows how to keep you. Luke 12 says this, It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom of God. 
all things that yours in place. So what's the remedy if they worry? <laughs> well, the remedy is trust in me. We're not trusting that you play a master. <laughs> We're not trusting any of these designs. We're not trusting the market. Your trust is in heaven. Amen. Second Corinthians 4 says that we have this treasure in the earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not in us. Every opportunity of need is an opportunity for God's demonstration of his love for you. And he delights. He delights. Every problem that comes along, you should be saying, Oh my. You should be saying, What is God going to do in this? What observed thing is he going to deliver me? Because he is almighty. Second Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Of power. It's fear that robs you of your faith. It's fear that quells you. It's fear, I'm telling you, fear, we fear things that are not there. We fear what may come. We fear what could come. We fear what the same will come. But Jesus says, fear not. There's 365 fear thoughts in the Bible. I'm proud of where you're going. Fear not. See, first the king. Hebrews today says, so just today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. In other words, cast off the old thinking. Cast off the worldly thinking. Cast off the doubtful thinking. Believe the word. Believe the word. Believe the word. Put your trust in it. What is trust then? Eh? Trust simply means I believe it's real. I believe it's real. And when you stand still, you'll see the salvation. Joshua says, Don't need your faith, just walk. Well, they'll just pour you over. Well, no, we're done. He is faithful. Sunday at 7 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So you shall dwell on the land and be fed. David says, I was young and never old. I know how he feels. I have yet to see the righteous forsaken. Proverbs 3 says, Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. <laughs> Trials of faith. Well, I'll leave with the bad news. Or I'll leave God. Galatians 3 says, You are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. <coughs> Father will give you your daily bread. And deliver you from all evil. Jesus promised, I'll never leave you. Whatever you face, you'll never face it alone. I'll be with you. Paul remains in Ephesians that you may know the riches of his glory 
Yes, you have to just admit that it's an election and don't put me a cup in the glory line. You have inherited a new kingdom. You're a citizen of a new kingdom. You live under a new economy. You're under, under a new ruler. <laughs> you live under a new benefactor who knows how to provide you <coughs> what you need. That's what it says. Don't worry. Don't worry. Philippians 4, 26. Be anxious for nothing. Rather, pray and give thanks. I am a father in heaven who loves me. Just going to finish it. Peter says in 1 Peter 5. Cast all your cares on her. No, that's to roll your cares on her. The secret is to do it and leave it with Don't take them back. Let's pray. <coughs> Father, I do thank you for your declared love. <coughs> Jesus said, the Father himself loves you. And all that you ask in my name, he will give you. Father, we thank the Lord you said, you know our need, even if we ask. So we thank you, Father, for the security, the peace, the joy that is in the you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, our trust and our security depends not on men, but on the mighty God. So we give you this morning for that anxiety. That worry that's been keeping us away. That fear that's been gnawing at us, Lord. We lay down this morning. Wait down, Lord, at your feet. And receive, Lord, your promises, which are yes in that way in Christ. Amen. Thank you very much, John. Thank you, John and Jimmy, for keeping up this. Isn't the Lord wonderful? Just the way Stephen just shared the word on his heart and it is exactly in line with, with, 